Hi guys, everyone. It's a beautiful sunny day in Miami. It stops raining. It's wonderful. And we're about to start the radio show. So I hope that you do join us. And first we're going to start with a little prayer. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you will renew the face of the earth. Oh God, you taught the hearts of your faithful. By the light of the Holy Spirit, grant that by the gift of the same Spirit, we may be truly wise and rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you, God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so, I, I'm so glad I memorized it. It took me a little while. And so, Bobby wants to say hello. Yeah, Bobby is busy trying to schedule the networks. Well, you know, my producer, he's always busy. So, guys, this is going to be really good. It's going to be some truths about the healthcare system and where did we go wrong and what's been going on and how we can make it better because obviously healthcare is something that's very important and we should be well informed. So for that, we have a doctor that's going to help us with that. Dr. Granger. Yes. Oh, and he used to be a vet, an army vet, so thank you for her service. And we're about to start the show. Any minute now, you'll hear the song. It's a really good song. You'll love it. But I'm not going to give it away. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and ruck is so comfortable now Been a hell of a rap, but I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling right Been a hell of a rap, but I'm thinking it's time to go Here we go Feel like I'm gonna puke, cause my taxes are due Do my password begin with a one or a two? Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow Metronome Man, I'm up to something Booty la di do thank you all for coming I hope you like the show, cause it's on a budget So ooty la di do yeah, come on, here we go, yeah, come on Here we go The Cure with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations. Domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Wow, thank you for the amazing. Because God is. Our show is available live on your radio also live through our app, The Cure, 
on any smartphone and throughout social media and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. We broadcast live from Miami through satellite, available on traditional radio and on Sirius XM channel 131. After the show, any podcast player. And thank you to our social media followers. We actually reached 3 million people this past month in Facebook alone. So thank you guys and thank God. This show was created to expose the truth, educate, and provide comfort. We provide testimonials to let people know that we're not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers. God was my only cure since nothing else had worked and we hope to be there for each other. Life can be challenging, but know there is a God. He is omnipotent. He's our Father and He loves us. So we're in good hands. There's always hope. The song we played earlier was Bang by AJR. And this is my message. If we don't acknowledge what is wrong, how can we fix it or start to grow? Learn from experience and each other. Only so much at a time God lets us know. Easy are the lessons that are pleasing, while some others tough to teach. Don't avoid or ignore exposing evil. God says do what's within our reach. Changing should improve as we get older. Loving God works best, otherwise it's bad. May not be aware of how we sin, think it's bad luck, wondering why we're sad. Life can be unbearable, like a messy ride. Evil overwhelms when we no longer pray. To be prolific in action, stay close to God. Endure the rocky road by doing it His way. We will discuss the status of our healthcare system with a very special guest, Dr. James Granger, MD. Dr. Granger is Granger? Dr. Granger. How do you okay. pronounce your name? Granger. Thank you. I like that one better. Dr. Granger is an Army veteran who was honorably discharged in 1988. Dr. Granger was born in Washington, D.C. and graduated magna cum laude from Howard University in 1992. Dr. Granger is a medical doctor who graduated from Mehara Medical College. He has practiced obstetrics and gynecology and currently provides pain management and addiction treatment services at his office in Marietta, Georgia. Dr. Granger is the author of We've Got It All Wrong, Our Failed Six Sick Care System. Dr. Granger's office, acupuncture and injury, is the first licensed pain clinic in Georgia to feature acupuncture as a means of treating pain. Additional services in his office include bioidentical hormone therapy and medically assisted therapy for addiction. Dr. Granger, welcome to The Cure. Excited to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Dr. Granger, you say that our healthcare system is sick. Where did we go wrong and how is it feeling us when it comes to the improvement of health? Well, it's it's a reactive system for one. 
it, it waits until you get sick to try and do something rather than prevent you from getting sick in the first place. Um, the current COVID uh, pandemic is an example of how it's reactionary. And, you know, we've been trying to catch up using ventilators and, and other modalities and trying to find things to catch up rather than being good physical health to start with. Right. We should take care of preventative measures first, not be so reactionary. Because when, when it happens, for example, the ventilators weren't doing us very good in a lot of the cases we come to find out the hard way, and that's unfortunate. Uh, Dr. Granger, what do you mean by that? Do you mean that the healthcare system is, do you believe it's being monopolized by the pharmaceutical industry? Could that be part of the problem? Oh, yeah. I'd like to, to, to point out the example. You know, when I look at some of my textbooks from med school and residency, if you look at the binder of them, it has a pharmaceutical stamp on it that says Johnson & Johnson or Ortho McNeil. One of the more popular textbooks used by medical doctors is called the Merck Manual, which is named after the pharmaceutical company. And when doctors are educated solely using textbooks and information that comes from pharmaceutical companies, you're losing out on a lot of options. You only are capable of doing what a pharmaceutical company has educated you to do, and that's a very reactionary system because that the pharmaceuticals are set up to get you to buy more pharmaceuticals and they don't cure or prevent disease, they just treat. That's where the profits come in. So to answer your question, yes. So basically they're focusing more on the medicines or the temporary Band-Aid rather than the long-term healthier effects that are more natural by means, things that we can do otherwise, things that maybe in the old times doctors practiced more effectively efficiently than now that there's so many pharmaceuticals entrenched into the healthcare system and putting pressure on medicine and how they can treat things for it to be covered. Dr. Granger, how and how come considering that this healthcare system is so is profiting so much how is it that our healthcare system is so costly compared to other countries where it's more affordable for the patient? Um, well, one, we're using more medications, so it's really just profit-driven. Um, I can't speak to a great deal on the price controls that other countries may have, but you know, here in the United States, we're over-medicated more so than any other country. Um, uh, to kind of go to the preventive nature, we also have a higher caloric intake than most other countries, eat more processed food, so that kind of puts us a step behind as far as staying healthy. So it's going to cost more money to keep someone in a pseudo-state of health that we have here in the United States. A good example of that is if, if you look at COVID-19, the countries that get hardest hit, like the United States, have high caloric intake, high processed food, and that's why we look at COVID-19. The people that are, are succumbing and dying are the ones who are obese, diabetes, heart diseases, comorbidities. Um, that's why I 
will say the COVID-19 thing was mishandled from the jump because the CDC should be putting efforts into the heart disease, diabetes, all those comorbidity things rather than just grabbing pharmaceuticals and praying. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they claim to be evidence-based, but what they're doing really is questionable when you try to call it evidence-based. Um, Sometimes they prey on the uneducated and the vulnerable. But Boris, you're a doctor from Bulgaria. How is the healthcare system different, or how has COVID different impacted Bulgaria? Do you know? Well, I I don't know Bulgaria, but the issue is probably also that a lot of uh, tests are ordered here just to cover doctors or hospitals to make it more expensive, but also to cover their back so they don't miss something. Is that probably one of the reasons to be more expensive? Yes, that's that's one of the reasons, and that's a good example, because if you look at the cesarean section rate in the United States compared to other countries, it's much higher. And most of the C-sections in this country are done for medical diesel, legal reasons. I had a professor in med school tell me nobody will ever sue you for doing a C-section, but they'll sue you for not doing one. Wow. We're definitely going to talk about that and how we could have handled COVID better when we return. And uh, Dr. Grange is going to stay with us, and you'll stay with us, too. Thank you. We will be right back with Amy Cabell and The Cure. Amy Cabell and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. <laughs> Dresses, tangled up in your mattress In the morning we'll get dressed The one that got away You caught me You're my where you want me Every inch of my body Won't let this go away And I know, and I know, and I know, and I know That you like your space with your one roommate Should I have known that you would take over Continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Remember that you can listen to the radio show live through our app The Cure with Amy Cabo or as a podcast. Just look for God is the Cure on any podcast blog. The song that just played was Push My Luck by the Chainsmokers. And this is the message I get. Take a chance with me, God says. Life changes, but He stays the same. When it goes wrong, think twice. Evil kills, 
God's not to blame. Gentle and kind, difficult to find anyone like God with love to give, patient and so willing to forgive. We all die. God first is how to live. God never leaves us alone. In dark times is how we're made. Stay strong, we will get played. Jesus saves, don't be afraid. Hold fast those called by name. For our purpose cleared the way, keeps from evil, renewed our faith. True for Christ only we must stay. We are talking about our health care system with Dr. Granger, author of We've Got It All Wrong, Our Failed Sick Care System. Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. God did say, have no fear and be courageous. So in other words, faith over fear. <laughs> Dr. Granger, let's go into the COVID-19 pandemic. Looking back, what could we have done better? Well, my, my view on it has, has changed a lot, but looking back, um, the, the previous uh, administration before Trump had a plan as to what do, to do in a pandemic situation. Nice. They chose to ignore it, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> which it's better to have a plan than no plan at all. That, that's for starters. Um, early on, you know, I posted on social media, LinkedIn, that 92% of COVID patients in China were getting some form of Chinese herbal medicine along with their Western medicine. People in Wuhan were favoring, and probably to this day still are favoring, much better than people in New York. Now that we have a vaccine, all of a sudden I see the FDA is deciding to study the Chinese herbal medicine to treat COVID. I see. They're two years late on that. <laughs> they could have done that from the start. The thing that's really interesting is, you know, I've studied some Chinese herbal medicine, and when you look at the herbs they were using, they were for the blood system. It, it took the Western physicians almost the better part of a year to figure out that this wasn't a lung problem, it was a blood problem. Yes. If they had been using the Chinese herbal medicine, there'd probably be a lot more people alive today. Well, maybe the Chinese knew about the pandemic before we did. <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. But how about the, yeah. the use of other medications that are more available and then there were claims that they work? Why, why would the system was so opposed about using them? It, it's, it's money, and, and that's like the FDA says, oh, now we're going to study the Chinese herbal medicine. Well, that's nice, but they're not going to implement that and recommend it when you've got Pfizer and other pharmaceutical companies that have billions of dollars invested in vaccines. Okay. Uh, but they'll approve a pill that's a treatment from those same pharmaceutical companies. Um, so that's, that's a, a big problem I have. They didn't look at other things like blood electrification silver nanoparticles, colloidal silver, bromadium um, dissectum, and all these things have been used to treat viral illnesses. They haven't been studied extensively as they should be, and that's because they're not pharmaceutical. 
Um, and that's the, the big problem with our healthcare system is it's so narrowly focused on pharmaceuticals or surgery. And both of those tend to be either very reactionary or perpetual treatment. Um, and that's all done for profit. Well, if we focused on the treatment that works, and from first-hand experience, I know monoclonal antibodies were very effective. There's also ivermectin that worked for our 16-year-old son. So if, if we focused on maybe the therapies that did work, and then would there really be a need for vaccines? And wouldn't we grow a herd immunity without the maybe side effects of vaccines, which are pretty significant compared to any other vaccine in history. Yeah, uh, the vaccines, I, I really hate to call it a vaccine, for one, because it doesn't eradicate the, the virus or prevent transmission. Exactly. Um, but one thing I pointed out, um, and this got me kicked off of LinkedIn, is I put a map up and it shows... I got kicked out too! Congratulations! Yeah. Welcome to the kicking... To the... Yeah. You can't say the truth and, club. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and the map showed COVID-19, you know, worldwide versus hydroxychloroquine use. So if you look at the per capita hydroxychloroquine use versus COVID-19 mortality, it's kind of funny that the countries that have higher hydroxychloroquine use weren't as affected by COVID. Oh. And you you put that in there with a map of per capita caloric intake. It's the same thing. The higher caloric intake per capita, the worse the COVID. So maybe we should have been using vitamin D, sunlight, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, rather than waiting for a so-called vaccine that causes all sorts of side effects that are underreported, um, and we still don't know the long-term side effects of this, this so-called vaccine. Hey, you know, our 13-year-old daughter had COVID for three days, and I gave her multiple vitamins, zinc, and vitamin D 30 minutes a day. That's it. Uh, so what is this thing about wanting to vaccinate children? What? She had one bad day, um, yes, but she, yeah. it was three days total. Well, the rationale of the powers that be is that they want to va vaccinate the children and vaccinate everybody so they don't give it to elderly people who are more at risk for dying from COVID. But the problem is the vaccine doesn't prevent carriers or transmission. Could the, you really vaccinate against a virus like the cold or the flu? Could you really, I mean, is that really, does it really work? Um, Temporary, maybe. Not, <laughs> I, I'll say no. <laughs> They'll claim it does. But, you know, even the annual flu vaccine, each year they have to make a guess as to which strain yeah. is coming out. And if they guess wrong, it's useless. Um, but as far as vaccinating children, I mean, you look at their mortality is, is next to nothing. Um, and I have a patient uh, recently, she and her daughter, both were vaccinated and now all of a sudden have symptoms, still testing negative for coma. They've been sick for three months and now she's on her way to see a rheumatologist to figure out what autoimmune disease she has because of the infection disease doctor couldn't figure yeah. out.
We'll keep talking about this when we come back. Hold tight, because there's a lot of great information. And also we'll talk about Mondays, COVID vaccine Mondays. So call us at one 34 truth if you want to tell us what you think. one 34 truth We will be right back with Amy Cabell and The Cure. Not a stranger to the dark Hide away, they say Cause we don't want your broken parts I learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, they say No one will love you as you are But I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us for we are glorious When the sharpest words want to cut me down I'm gonna send a blood, gonna drown a mound I am brave, I am bruised, I am who I'm meant to be This is me Look out, cause here I come And I'm marching on to the beat I drum And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back to The Cure, and thank you for being with us. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and the podcast, The Cure, and also on our website, GodIsTheCure.com. Yeah, we have a website, guys. Check it out. God, GodIsTheCure.com. The song that just played was Glorious by The Greatest Showman, and this is my message. Don't give in to the pesty thoughts. They're not from us. We stand apart. Glory to God, even if standing alone. Live to His purpose. He has our heart. What is beautiful and the good we do is provided and guided by our Lord. Evil does the opposite, leading to sin, hate, sabotage lies and discord a soldier for god standing glorious many will prosper when they see the value in coming through for god lost now giving back not about me new life given and strength within bring it whatever comes our way god gives a different rhythm at play no room for doubt fear or dismay we are talking with Dr. Granger about our healthcare system, the author of We've Got It All Wrong, Our Failed Sick Care System. Dr. Granger, before we went into break, you were talking about your friends that were now trying to rule out some kind of rheumatoid disorder. And from what you're telling me, they were COVID negative. So they're no longer, I know it's been my experience that 
I, when COVID was negative, when it was gone shortly after that, my symptoms for COVID was gone, but the symptoms for the vaccines lingered, uh, for which we took N-acetylcysteine. Uh, Thank you. That's an anti-poison medication, no side effects, quite easy to take, and my immune system seems to start to gain its strength back. And now I'm able to bicycle ride and I'm not getting everything under the sun because it seems that the vaccinated have stronger symptoms when they catch COVID because they do and they still are contagious. So what it, it concerns me that now it's become a mandate and OSHA is starting to find large money to companies that have more than 100 employees after January 2022. What do you think about that? Um, well, this kind of goes to what I was mentioning earlier, is it's still early. Um, you know, when I hear about these mandates, my first thought is, well, way to go, Joe Biden. You just handed the election over to the Republicans <laughs> next time coming up. Um, and I had somebody who's currently unemployed, and they said to me, you know, trying to find a job when you're not vaccinated, I know what the illegal immigrants feel like when they're trying to get a job without papers. And that just kind of took me back and said, wait, yeah, that is kind of what that's like. Um, you know, they want this economy to get better, but when you're disenfranchising a lot of people saying you have to get a vaccine, um, you know, it's kind of hypocritical when it comes from a party that's supposedly pro-choice saying, you know, on one hand you're saying women should have a right of choice, but then you're telling me that nobody, male or female, should have a right to choose to get vaccinated or not Excellent. and then you're telling me the vaccine is to protect people but both the vaccinated and unvaccinated can still transmit the disease yeah and they should hide so, from each other and then stay away <laughs> and, have, and have to wear masks because the vaccines work so well right so but but here it is they're they're getting fired all our heroes the doctors and nurses and police officers and first responders and what is going on i mean because people even have religious reasons and is that not even respected isn't that one of our rights <laughs> you know i had one organization uh, the, the main name was pronounced was trying to get you know pro providers to to do the vaccine and i asked them for their medical exemption and religious forms uh, religious exemption forms and they had so many boxes that they wanted you to check agreeing to these little stipulations most of which were false i, I said I, I don't know how anybody can sign this <laughs> um, it, it's making it impossible just yeah it's it's just crazy, but what really I, I don't understand is, you know, a country like Israel, which, you know, they they took off, they vaccinated almost everybody, and now what's happening? They're having breakthrough cases, and people are still getting sick, and here in the U.S., the so-called experts are completely ignoring that. Um, it's just like the, the mask thing. It. it they, they really have put themselves in a box that nobody will call them out on it is this. They say, oh, masks prevent transmission. I'm saying, okay, yeah. masks prevent transmission of a viral disease. And why haven't we been wearing masks every year for the flu? Well, I saw on social media this painter that wore double masks 
and he painted and then he blew his nose nose on a tissue and a bunch of paint came out so the paint went through his mask which is a lot more thick than a virus well <laughs> you know that yeah, that should tell us something um, but it also tells us that this fight is really big. It's a fight for God. We need God more than ever, <laughs> to yeah, be quite honest. The, the, the mass thing, is, it's, you can even say it like this. Let's assume that masks do work at preventing viral transmission. We can look back at the pictures from the pandemic 100 years ago when they were wearing masks. In this country, between twelve and 60,000 people a year die from the flu. So if we've known masks have worked for so long, why haven't we been saving those 60,000 people a year? We haven't been. Now all of a sudden we have supposedly 200,000 people die from COVID. They want everybody to wear a mask. So if you look at that, somewhere between 60 and 200,000 people a year is the acceptable cutoff for death from the CDC, FDA, what have you. So my question is, what's the acceptable number? And nobody will answer that. The other part of that is, all of these mass prevent viral transmission studies seem to have come about in 2019, oh. which is kind of funny. That's interesting. When I look back, to, yeah, when I look back to 2009, they did a study with nurses comparing a regular surgical mask to the N95 mask to see if it would prevent the flu. And the result of that study was neither one of them did. Now, magically, 10 years later, masks prevent viral transmission. Um, I mean, come on. It's, you know, I wear a mask in my office. We've got signs for masks posted, and, you know, that's what you have to do as a licensed practitioner, but that doesn't mean you have to believe it. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it's, it's really that simple. Maybe it's just a testing ground to see how much we will comply with uh, because of fear. If they can install fear on us, how obedient we will be, how much, how can they control us? And so, but for that, there's God. Don't worry. Yeah, and there's, it, it may all backfire here shortly because it will. when all the <laughs> vaccinated people start getting sick and then you know, getting sick from COVID and possibly other side effects, then what happens? Then nobody's going to trust the powers that be even when they are right. Well, so you, then you've got the system back even further. You, uh -huh. Well, you know who's not wearing masks these days? The vaccinated people who've gotten COVID and realize that their wearing masks didn't make a difference and that it, they made it all right. So... And when did we ever became afraid of getting sick? And do we not know that life and death, that's a matter up to God? Life is not a given, it's a gift. We should be okay with giving it back. So, uh, doctor, you, you also, this causes, though, a lot of depression. The fact that people are being fired, the fact that, you know, everything seems upside down. What's good is bad, and what's bad is good. And, you know, the uncertainty of the future, and that turns people to opioid addiction as a result. And I understand that you're now treating opioid addiction because it's become an epidemic. It's the epidemic people don't talk about, and it's killing a lot of people as well, not just COVID. So when we return, I'd like to go into that. Yeah, we'll continue talking about opioid addiction. And... Um no drug therapy. <laughs> okay.
is Amy Cabell and The Cure. Letting go of every single dream I lay each one down at your feet Continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back to The Cure. Thank you for being with us. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And thanks again. And we're also on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on social media. Look for God is The Cure. Also, as a podcast. Please check Amy's latest book, Inspired by the Holy Ghost. It's a compilation of the poems that she writes based on the songs in the show. It's available everywhere and now also on our website. That's the first book. I've written about 500 poems, so there'll be more. <laughs> Coming on. The song that just played was Trusting You by Lauren Daigle. Awesome song. And this is my message. Lord, so many times we've tried to no avail it comes back to you fixing what's broke when life hits hard you carry through our weakest state you were there almighty king jesus took the fight not our desire but his will we trust the way the light who makes it right love is surrendering to his ways god is peace where we find rest Doors open from our works, fruitful to withstand the test. Mighty Lord, words of prophecy, praying we answer to his voice. It is written, victory at hand. The time is ripe, despite the noise. We are continuing talking about how to navigate the healthcare system with Dr. Granger and Where Did We Go Wrong, author of We've, we have got it all wrong, our failed sick care system. Dr. Granger, the opiate epidemic, the addiction and has increased and it's become more dangerous with the, with the open borders that we're experiencing. But 
you you give hope because you have found a way to treat opioid addiction and first let's get your take on what's the best way to approach the opioid epidemic um well there's no one surefire way um different things will work better for different people some people um will want to do uh, a non-pharmaceutical based thing um whether it's a 12-step program whether it's faith-based um then I have, you know, in my practice, a good number of patients are using what we call medically assisted therapy, which is um, we use buprenorphine or what's commonly referred to as suboxone as a replacement therapy and then wean people off similar to what people do in methadone clinics. Um, we can also actually treat withdrawals with uh, acupuncture as well. Uh, the demand more is for the suboxone. And it, it's kind of interesting that you know I've been doing this for well over 10 years and I've noticed that I get more and more patients coming through the door for their first visit that already know what their suboxone dose is because they've been using it on the street before they come to a doctor wow. which just speaks volumes to the access people have to not only opiates um, but medicines used to treat opiate addiction. And acupuncture is is working for for pain management. For for pain management, yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of my unspoken mission is to introduce people to acupuncture and other means of treating pain, so that they don't rather, have to go down the road of using opiates. Rather than pharmaceuticals, medicines don't always work. My faith-based treatment is what worked for me, and, and they tried every medicine under the sun, and nothing really would work, maybe in the beginning, but then it would have the opposite effect soon after. So, but Maybe because you were misdiagnosed. God never had the opposite <laughs> effect. He worked really well. Uh, but t tell us what is this bioidentical hormone therapy. You use that as well, do you not? Yeah, you have uh, pharmaceutical hormone replacement therapies, one of which is um, derived from horse urine, oh. which doesn't sound too good, where <laughs> the bioidentical <laughs> um, hormone pellets that I use are plant-derived, and they have a less, far less side effect profile. It's actually the, the preferred form of hormone replacement therapy outside the U.S., but as we've mentioned earlier in the program, there's a strong pharmaceutical lobby at, at work with our U.S. healthcare system. Okay, yes, because I believe that God provided a, a lot of things that we don't even know about in nature. We're just starting to learn how how good the sun is and how we needed the sun, and there's a lot more I'm sure we don't know. For example, we don't know uh, the dangers of aspartame in sugar substitutes like Equal and NutraSweet, yet we think it's better for us than sugar because it, it helps us not put on the pounds <laughs> well actually I would say it's worse and it really doesn't do much for diet um, as far as losing weight uh, because it can throw you into a diabetic state oh. just as much as sugar Wow! Um, and it's more of a neurotoxin I deal with aspartame a great deal in the book that I wrote 
Um, and that's part of the problem. If you look at the side effects of aspartame, the list of 92 side effects, and then you look at the symptoms of ADD, ADHD, they all fit into those 92 side effects. So my question is, how can you diagnose somebody with ADD if they're ingesting aspartame every day? If you take that out of their diet, they may not have the symptoms anymore. It will, is, is there a good sugar substitute, or should we just not play with nature and just use sugar? And if, we have, if we're funny about it, we can get brown sugar or something. <laughs> well, brown sugar is really colored white sugar here in the, the, the U.S. If you use agave or the pure cane sugar, that's better than the, the refined sugars and the sugar substitute. Um, but I, I tell people all the time, you don't need sugar from a nutritional standpoint. Okay. Um, Just for a tasting good standpoint. Like for coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had one doctor tell me, he said, if you think about it, most foods that are naturally sweet are high in vitamin C. So what your body is really craving is vitamin C. So if you take vitamin C, you won't need sugar so much? <laughs> um, that's a possibility, but once you've started taking sugar <laughs> and you're addicted to it, um, as me and a whole bunch of other people are, then part of it is uh, the sugar addiction itself. But I'm glad you brought that up because when we talk about opiates, I tell people not to be judgmental about it because everybody has an addiction. Yeah. Um, whether it's caffeine or sugar, there's something that we each have. And, you know, it's really hypocritical to look down on somebody for being addicted to opiates as you rush into Starbucks to get your caffeine and sugar fix. <laughs> or the donuts. I mean, I think anything that is not a moderation that you do in an extreme is an addiction. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, we have one minute left, Doctor. Do you have any last-minute suggestions for our listeners? Um, I'll just give them one little nugget. I tell my patients uh, for health, and that's to stay away from the white stuff, which is illicit drugs, dairy products, white flour. Yeah, white not the sugar. white people. <laughs> white people are good. All those things. It's okay. <laughs> All those things I mentioned <laughs> cause inflammation, and inflammation leads to disease. Excellent. Thank you. too? Wow. Okay, that's new for me. Well, we're in trouble. Thank you, Dr. Granger. <laughs> Thank you for being at the show. It was wonderful having you. Thanks for having me. For more information on Dr. Granger, can be found on our website, GodIsTheCure.com, under Radio Showing Guests. And we finish with a prayer. Loving Father, we don't understand everything that is happening right now, but we do know that you are at work, even in bad times turning the bad things happening into good things that will be good for us. We trust in you. We know that in this world we were never guaranteed freedom from trials, difficulty, sickness, or death. Indeed, you did not spare these things from your own son, Jesus, when he was on this earth. But we know that when we look back, when this affliction has passed, we will see the good things that did happen. And we'll know that you are here with us the whole time. And in all those things, may you be glorified. Amen. Thank you to the wonderful people that work with us for having us on the air. And please check out Robbie Dilmore's 
show, Kingdom Pursuit, at 11 a.m. Eastern, or as a podcast. He's a pretty funny guy, pretty down-to-earth, has pretty interesting topics and really cool guests. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. And uh, please check the podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo, our app, The Cure, our website, GodIsTheCure.com. And remember, the new book, available now, is inspired by the Holy Ghost, which is a compilation of the Christian poems that Amy writes based on popular songs. And it's actually coming, each poem, live on each show, and then available in a book. So, thank you to our listeners for being with us. And until next Saturday, much love. Always give it your best. Be as kind as possible to yourself and everyone. Be true in every situation. Keep your values. But most importantly, keep the faith. And then next show, what are we going to do next show, Amy? You know? A very interesting topic. Yeah, let's, let it be a secretive. Oh, let's do a secret topic. Surprise. It's going to be a surprise the next time. Okay. I guess it's a surprise. Join us and you'll see. If you're with us. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.